All right, it is a Friday. We have baseball. That all happy. Chiefs lost. Broncos are playing. Hokies are playing. Uh, it's uh, playoff baseball in September. What were those yeah, other sports? Yeah, uh, two that matter. Basketball, right? No. No. Who? What? I didn't know. College the Ho- football. Oh, the Hokies play college football now? I, I, I didn't know they did. Uh, Post-Michael Vick don't, era, don't right? Be, don't be that been way. A good, don't the post-Michael be Vick era has been good, no, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been, been a challenge, but I still like to watch. <clears throat> what is a Hokie again? I'm not sure. To look it up. I do believe it's a castrated turkey. Is That's it not castrated male turkey? Mm. Yeah. Quite a mascot. Uh, the Royals and Jays open a three-game series. What's your mascot? Huh? What's your mascot? You. The Royals That's and Jays a open a three-game series tonight at the Rogers Center uh, as uh, the Jays attempt to uh, maintain their interest ahead of that four-game series against the Texas Rangers <laughs> coming up. A, that's a good way to put Kansas it. Kansas City's got the Jays right where they want them right now. Yes, sirree. Bob, uh, good news if you're a Blue Jays fan. Bo Bichette is yeah. back. He is in the lineup tonight, hitting second. Uh, Matt Chapman's doing more baseball-related drills. It looks like his return uh, may not be that far away. Danny Jansen had surgery on his right middle finger yesterday. Yesterday or Wednesday? Uh, He went to see the specialist on Wednesday, so maybe they got a two-for-one deal and got the uh, surgery done right away. Like a car wash. Uh, Exactly, yeah. (laughs) He got his interior done. Um, Anyhow, he has a, uh, he's had a pin put in his right middle That's finger. Awful. Poor so Danny. We sh- I, I know. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know what to say. I, I don't either. I, you know, I mean, the guy gets, I, the, the guy has been hit by pitches. I get that. But then to have the final blow being basically a foul ball hitting your, hitting your finger. Uh, and of course, the, you know, in, in a day and age where nobody believes in clutch anymore, Danny Jansen was a pretty clutch hitter. For the Blue Jays. Oh, God, the analytics guys don't believe in clutch. <laughs> clutch is just a thing. Um, anyhow, so Bo Bichette is back hitting second. I did have a Jays lineup. I'll have to go. Uh, I'll have to find it now. And that means going on Twitter. I'm not. I just don't want to go on Twitter. So the hell with it. Uh, the, we got uh, the lineup the, on the David website. David Snyder's playing. Bo's back. Yeah. Vladdy's hitting third. Springer's leading off. There you go. After that, does it matter? No, it doesn't really matter. That's true. Like Bo's back. I, uh, he's the, with all the moving parts, be very interesting to see how he handles that. I, now like, you've like, talked about that. Okay, I well, it's a, it's a lot. Like, you know, letting the ball try. I get it. Like he, he has length in that swing. I, that's a big deal, right? I mean, it allows you to get cheap hits is basically what that does. But you got to get your foot down. You got to be balanced. You know, you got to be al- be able to feel the barrel. And that's the one thing is, right, when, when, when do you kick the leg? Like, when do you uh, – how soon do you get the foot down? Will we see him use his two-strike approach more? I, I know, you know, a lot last year he, he eliminated it. He would abuse it. Like, I don't know about you, but it ain't so much about hitting homers with him. It's about getting the big hit. Yeah, well, I, I think the, the... The two-strike approach might be a thing. Yeah, the, what more, the more interesting thing. We'll, we'll talk to John Schneider, the Blue Jays manager, about this later on in the show. We still, we've also got Davis Schneider on. So it's like the all-Schneider power hour. Uh, we've also got Davis Schneider joining us. But uh, 
we talked to John Schneider about uh, about Bo Bichette and how they will use him. Now, keep in mind that he was sidelined originally with a knee injury, came back and then hurt his, was it a quad? Was it the quad? Mm. So, I mean, the two probably not related, but I think it's pretty clear that the Jays are going to be monitoring Bo's workload going forward mm. the rest of the year. And it would be that will be quite an endeavor because Bo likes to play every day. Yeah, Bo I'm, feels if he's healthy, he's I'm ready not, to play every day. I, those are big bustles. I, I I would think you'd have to keep those warm. I, I would think DH and would be hard. I like that's that's very hard to. So I don't I, I keep don't him want loose I, and keep it warm. I mean, if he can't play short, don't play him. At yeah, day. exactly. That, that for me is what you do. If you're going to give him a day off, give him I'm a day with off you completely. Yeah, yeah. I I, I I'm with you completely. I'd I'd rather. Play, you know, if he if he needs a day off, play him two out of three. There you go. Two out of three at shortstop, then just give him a day off, and he can pinch hit Makes if you want. Makes a little bit or, too much sense, though, doesn't but, it? Uh, yeah. There'll be some overthinking going on there. Oh, mm. man. How about that? Uh, Rex Hudler will join us, by the way, at uh, 530. He's a Royals TV analyst. Uh, he'll join us from the Rogers Center. It's going to be a lot of fun talking about the Royals. Also, I want to talk to <clears throat> Rex about... Uh, you know, we, we spend a lot of time talking about Davis Schneider and, and Spencer Horowitz and Ernie Clement and the boost they've given this team. And I mentioned a little earlier that I covered a Montreal Expos team in 1988 that just that was just, I mean, they were just treading water. There was not a whole hell of a lot going on. And they called up Rex Hudler and Otis Nixon. And, well, Otis Nixon went on to make $19 million after being called up, basically. Uh, and, and Rex went on, Rex had been a high draft pick of the Yankees had, had kind of, I don't say flamed out, but he'd, he'd fallen out of favor. And, uh, he parlayed a good year, year and a bit with the Montreal Expos into a, into an extra nine years in the majors. He didn't yeah. make as much money as Otis, but he got his timing. Yeah. D- dogs run faster when they're hungry. Pretty um, much. Absolutely. So, uh, look, I, that for that's me is what, that, that for me is what it is, right? You're seeing those young guys. Well, it's, I, I know it's a team sport and you pass that baton, but when you've went through what them <clears> dudes <throat> have went through to just make it here, it's a little, I mean, sometimes you got to be a little selfish too, right? You got to be a little, you know, my adjustments got to be a little quicker than everybody else's because I want to eat. Colin Snyder will be on the mound for the Royals. Tonight. He's like an opener, I think. Cole Reagan's on the mound Sunday. And tomorrow, Zach Granke. I mean, that's grunt in 87. Like, it's, you're, you're, you, why, you, why could, do see, I, okay, you could see Vladdy throwing his helmet in uh, the 19th I was, row. <clears throat> I was tomorrow. about to say. Because <laughs> he's got, he, I, he I is the right-handed Ryu. Yeah. That's I, basically I what not, he is. I do not care what, it, what is his record? I, why do we One bother 14 looking? Or One in 14 or something. That does not matter because he's Zach Greinke. He's facing the Blue Jays. Uh, it's, gonna be, it's not going to be any fun. It is not going to be any no, fun. No, it's not. Be a lot of overthinking and a oh. lot of overswinging. And oh, a lot he throws of... this here and there and everywhere, and you go up looking for this. And if he gets in this count, don't swing at that. And it's like, see ball, hit ball, ain't in the vocabulary. So what will be? You you mentioned Bo has 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 some a fair amount of moving parts, uh, and we mentioned Bo no, Shelby back. Move. Yeah, what what will you be looking for in particular from Bo? Like what is like. I, I, I don't think you expect him in his first at bat to go up there and look like look like a guy who just played on on Wednesday. 
But what will you be, put it this way, what would you be looking for that would tell you that Bo isn't favoring anything and that that he's good to Yeah, I think his takes. That for me, normally when you have lower half issues. Because you pointed that out about Springer last year too, right? You're a big believer. You want to know how healthy George Springer is. Watch his takes. You said that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about, you know, if he's he's on time and, and, you know, it looks like if he swung at the ball, he could put the ball in play with some authority. And that for me is when you're doing that, that would tell you that you're not worried about anything that's wrong with your lower half. And, and you're more worried about the timing and, and getting in an athletic position and be able to have good rotation and, you know, throwing the barrel at the baseball. So I think that for me is more, you know, you could get more in depth and say the, the rounding of the bases. And, you know, when he's in the field, it's a, sort of about if he throws it from a weird angle, how will it look? Will he reach behind and, and grab his leg? Like, there's little things like that that I don't think he's – I don't think they would have put him in a lineup if they thought he was going to worry about that. I think they think he's 100%. Why? I mean, like I – Like, the three games that they're about to play here at home, that's what I know I was, the issues they have scoring runs. And well, I was about to say. You're a better team with him in the lineup, but you want to make sure he's 1,000%. Yeah, I, I was about to I don't about, think they'd put him in there say, if he wasn't. No, if there's any doubt – about Bo, I don't think you play him against. No disrespect to the Kansas City, Kansas City Royals, but if there's any doubt about Bo, I don't think you play. Do him I against think they're the going to blow City out Royals. Kansas City? Absolutely not. No, I have. I, no. <laughs> I think it's going to be five to three. No, it'll be like three two or four three for. It's going to be game, close games. Uh, so we'll get you caught up on uh, on things. Of course, the Jays had the day off yesterday. The Seattle Mariners beat the Tampa Bay Rays. What happened to Luis Castillo? How many strikeouts he have? I. I can't tell that, eight. that it's I'll frozen. I'll tell you, eight. This is frozen. I can't, I can't possibly I remembered there. it, eight. Yeah. I don't see what the big deal about that is. Why you? Why Luis Castillo's strikeouts? What is that a big uh, deal Because you took the under, which was no, 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 six and a half. And it, no, uh, it, I took the over. And you it was the, the yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I took, I took the. Uh, sure. I did. Uh, the wild card standings mm-hmm. going into today. Tampa Bay is still in first place, 85 and 56. Seattle, 79 and 61. They're two up on Mr. Barker's Blue Jays, who I'll are 77 them. and 63. The Texas Rangers are 76 and 63. They're starting a series against Oakland. Nothing can go wrong there, can it? And um, Tampa Bay is uh, playing Seattle, we mentioned, and uh, the Jays are playing Kansas City. Boston is taking on Baltimore. So the Red Sox right now are uh, seventy-two, or they're five and games back of the five games back of the Jays. Yeah, you've been around baseball a long time. You, you've been you've talked to a lot of different managers. Have you ever heard the conversation <laughs> with a air quote really good manager? It's different than a say a a inexperienced manager this time of the year against teams you should always beat. Like is the is the message different? Like Texas going into Oakland, I mean you would think the the message is we can't lose a game here because of who we're facing in, in the next series for four games on the road. It's hard like to, is the conversation different? That's the it's hard to tell because you know, I look yeah. at, I look at that team I look at that Texas team, and you've got Seager, you've got Simeon. Chapman, uh, Smith. Chapman, Smith. You know, Scherzer's there now. And you got... I mean, Garcia just got, got hurt. Like no, but I mean, but you've got Bochy. I I don't... I I just don't think... I don't think teams make a... I don't think teams kind of make a big deal about that. I just don't. You know, like, what are you going to do if you're Bruce Bochy? Guys, we got to start winning some games. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's... You know... 
it, it's really an individual thing with the manager. But I, but I really do think I think the more I think the more experienced you are as a manager, the less likely you are to get in your players' heads. Because to be an experienced manager, that means you've been around for a long time. And to be around for a long time, you got to know how to not get in your I'm players' heads. Sure. That's the way I look I'm at it. I'm not sure Boach has ever been on a team that spent this much money who at the end of the season is in a 4-15 and 15 slide. Like, I, I, I understand what your point I is, mean, he's, but expectations around that team managed. and why they managed. why they brought him in here was just this time yeah, of the year. He's it's managed. like the George Springer conversation. He's managed World Series winners and had to, had to go out there. Yeah, next but they were season. in the World Series already. Like, I, that, that's the thing, right? It's, it's, so, yeah, but, the, I mean, there's pressure on you there. Uh, maybe. To repeat. I, I, just, well, I just wonder. I don't, I don't know. Now you're saying the manager matters. No. Not saying that, I'm, but I'm, a, I'm asking you, I, you, you've been around forever, longer than I have. You've, well, you've talked to more managers than I have. I've been, I've been around a lot of managers. I've never been on a team that spent that much money and fighting for a playoff spot Frankly, this time of the year. neither never. have I. <laughs> neither have I. Well, I mean, you've been around. I mean, this team's yeah, got a higher so. payroll than, every te- than any team I've covered. So Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wonder what the conversation is. I have been around Boach. You know, I think it's more about here, drink this, take your mind off everything else. I think it's more of that, right? You make it as as simple and as comfortable as possible, so you try and get the best out of that player you can get, right? The more you think about it, the the worse off you're going to be, and that I think is where it comes around to that you can't teach experience. To your point, is that that is for me why you bring in the veteran manager, not so much about the moves he makes and the lineup he runs out there and those things. It's more about that when the dudes are going through it. What's the conversation like? Like how quiet is it in there? Like I, that, that I think is for me anyway. Maybe a little bit of the difference is knowing who the manager should be talking to to get sort of the message. See, I would be, be all right. Like it's you know we're here we're in this all together. It's we're would, a good team. I would be more interested in knowing how a guy like Brandon Hyde is talking to his team, who are still in first place. Yeah. They're being chased by a good team, but they're still winning games. Uh, Lost they, your closer? Yeah. I, I, I would, I mean, that to me is, I, I, I just don't, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, I can't imagine Boach is any different now than he was in May, May 8th. I just can't. It's the same thing, you know. One of the well, things, one of the things, a human being. One of the things, shot. dudes always say I'm, about about Joe Torre and Terry Francona. Same guy, regardless yeah, I, of the standards. I, I understand that, but the conversations are different now than they were in May. Right? They were winning a bunch of games. Everything was going right. They're scoring a bazillion yeah. runs. They were they were beating the tar out of everybody. But you know, they're not doing that now. You know, but so I, that's all. You know, the other difference is there's just not there's just not as many media as much media around teams as there used to be. I guess to And me. I think that I think that also has an impact on how the manager approaches it. There's not many news. There aren't many new I mean, God, the Jays travel, there's like one person with them. Mm-hmm. There's like one print writer with them. Yeah. Or or you know, it's not like uh it's not like every paper's got used to be every paper would have two or three folks along on, on at this time of the year. Now Hell, if you're John Schneider, you're sitting in your manager's office. You may get one or two, one or two people to 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 talk to. I mean, even big markets like New York, there's not as many people out there, and yeah. and I, and I think that 
that has, like, I don't know what goes on inside the clubhouse, but in terms of how a manager controls the message outside the clubhouse and prevents it from seeping into the clubhouse, I, I think it's different now because it's just not, there's just not as many. There's not as many, there's, there's not as many reporters out there, which means there's the chances of somebody misinterpreting something are less. The chances of somebody, frankly, getting to your players are less. I, I just don't think it's that big a deal anymore. Yeah, I back to my point. I think if a manager's on as good as his players, if the if the players that he counts on is not performing at the level this time of the year that he thinks they should be, the only thing I I will disagree with you about one I mean, thing. I, I think a manager can screw things up. I think if you look at the St. Louis Cardinals, it goes back to that whole thing with 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 hey, Oliver Marmol and 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 I Tyler mean, their is really bad. Like it is, it is really bad. Yeah, but so that, maybe I maybe I, I think I find it, I find it hard to believe that one move at the beginning of the season ruined their entire season. I'll tell you what when they have do. a Hall of Famer at first and a Hall of Famer at third, it, there's nothing worse than getting off to a bad start and thinking your manager's an idiot. I guess, and. So I th- I think managers can screw things up royally. Tony Larusa in Chicago, the White Sox. I think I I, I am coming I, around to your. I don't think managers now, win. I don't think managers win as many games as we think I, they do. I think a manager can lose a game. I think this is where I, this is what I this is just me. Now I, I I sort of agree with your point. I do think the the message that a ma- manager can send when it's hit the fan and not separate his team, right? Not by saying, you know, the the one side's getting it done, the other side's not getting it done. Wow. Like, you got to remember, it's a team. One side starts hearing that, the other side doesn't. You start going away thinking your manager's not this and that. The other side still loves your manager. Like, I think yeah, you got to I mean, be careful the, there. I think to your point, the issues, there's a big part, yeah. One of the issues with Charlie Montoya here was gonna, he split the clubhouse. I wasn't well, going to say that. I yeah, wasn't going to say, say that. It, but, but that I, was... One of the issues with Charlie Montoyo is there were folks in the clubhouse that thought that he separated the separated. clubhouse. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's great to be honest, but only to a certain point. At some point, you really do have to fling the BS around if you're a manager. You just do. I think you do. I think it's absolutely. I think John Snyder's very good at it. Oh, I think he's tremendous. I think, at I think it. he slings it better than most. I think he's a. I think he's better. I mean, than, he could. Have, he could have many times. I think he's better many at many times. Than, dudes than running many times. Dudes running three zero counts, trying to steal yeah. third. He could have backed the truck over it. Did he? Mm. No. Like if you it could, was me, I would have backed it oh, over well, like, okay. five times. Occasionally, you sometimes I think some, <laughs> you, you would think it might, might be a good time to do it. But I'm just not sure because of the ages of most of these players that you're counting on. Mm. I, 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 don't, I don't think the way organizations now, what's the word I'm looking for? The way the organizations now, there's a word there that I'm, I'm trying to use with certain players that are mean the most to your team. Coddle them. There you go. I, I just don't think that's the that's the right way managers try and do it now. I just, I just, it's not I, worth the hassle. I, I, basically, 
yeah, I think dudes are different. Dudes are different. Dudes are making great gobs more money oh, than you're making. Earlier. Earlier. <laughs> they can't wait to pay them, right? Because so, they know once they reach 30, boy, it's off the cliff. So you're trying to get the most out of them as cheap as you can, as quick as you can. What was the whole, I mean, what was that line about managing the whole ideas to keep the, the 5% that hate your guts away from the 95% or the, the, the 5% who think you're great and the 80%, 90% who think you're just okay. I mean, whatever, that's kind of the, the deal with the manager is just kind of make sure that at the end of the day, most of the people in the clubhouse don't want to kill you. I think that's okay. I've been in enough clubhouses. I hated my manager. I'm not going to name names. You know him. I've told him to you. I hated him. Didn't change any fact of my performance. Had nothing to do with me going out and chasing breaking balls or, you know, not knowing where the plate was at. Like, I I mean, that's a lot what my struggles were is plate awareness. Me hating my manager had nothing to do with me doing that or not doing it. I mean, it is kind of one one of the beauties of baseball is if you look at sports like um, basketball, hockey, and maybe even football to a certain degree. But, you know, a coach has a lot of power in hockey because if he doesn't like you, he can just not give you ice time. If you don't get ice time, you're not going to get goals. You're not going to get paid. Now, baseball, yeah, a coach can not. Your best players are your best you, players. So exactly. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, exactly. right? Exactly. It's not basketball or hockey. Correct. Yeah. You're not. You may dislike your best player, but the chances chances are pretty good. You're not going to sit him every it's other hard game. Hard to bench, Flatty. It is. <laughs> it's, it's hard. And I'm when sure when you're tonight, 25th and runs scored at home, yeah, it's hard. And I'm sure tonight, after tonight's game, somebody will call up and want Flatty bench. Fingers crossed. That's we do over. talk to John Schneider about benching Vladdy. I did ask. You did ask. and the I answer, had to ask. No, it was time. Yeah, the answer was... Uh, it was a good answer. The, yeah, the answer got my attention. And um, the way you worded the question to him got my attention as well. It was not, not subtle. Uh, am I, was I lying? Like, sooner no. than later, I, I'd run out of ways to talk about it. I can't, I, there's only so many times I can go up and say pitch selection. Or mechanics, mm. or why is he dropping his hands? Why are the foot and the hand not connected? We all know that. Like I, I asked what everybody wanted the answer to, because I've given the answer, you've given the answer, but nobody cares what we say. No, they care what the manager says. David so we'll Schneider see. joins us at six o'clock. John Schneider at six thirty. We've got Jay's trivia in the six o'clock hour. We've got Rangers and Jay's tickets to give away. We're going to step away, and when we come back, Rex Hudler, Royals TV analyst, will join us. It's Blair and Barker for a Friday, a wild card Friday. The team is a half game up on the Rangers in the wild card race Friday on Sportsnet 590, the fan and Sportsnet. Covering the Blue Jays from an analytical perspective. Jays Talk Plus with Blake Murphy. Be sure to subscribe and download Jays Talk on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Blair and Barker for a Friday. 7.07 is the first pitch tonight from the Rogers Center, the first of three games against the Kansas City Royals. 
It will be Colin Snyder on the mound for the Royals to start. You say Kikuchi for the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays enter the game half a game up on the Texas Rangers in the uh, fight for the last wild card spot in the American League. And uh, as we mentioned a little earlier, Bo Bichette has been activated off the I.L. Uh, for tonight's game. We'll hear from Bo Bichette in a few minutes mm-hmm. and uh, see what, see how his state of mind, I guess more importantly, how the state of his quad is. And, um, yeah. Fine. 100%. Uh, Matt, Next Chapman. Uh, Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman. Not a, doing not 100%. Some <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But at least he's doing some baseball-related activities, uh, yeah. we're led to believe. And as we mentioned a little earlier, Danny Jansen has already had surgery on that uh, fractured middle finger of his right hand. Uh, He's certainly done for the uh, rest of the regular season. Um, And then, uh, you know, we'll go from there. But you feel for him? Well, I... I I, I don't think his his issue is talent. Now it's staying on the field. Yeah. I mean that's that's probably one of the reasons why he's not going to get paid. It started last year a little bit too. Like it's it? how you know we talked about giving him a deal. How would you do that when he's not playing as do much you as you would hope he Do you talk to him in the off season about now this? Okay, this injury didn't happen when he was at the plate, but he's been hit by a lot of pitches. Is there anything you can do short of wrapping him in bubble wrap? No, to prevent Danny Jansen from getting hit he's by hit pitches. more homers than he's ever hit in his career. Keep doing, doing it the way he's doing it. Just put as much stuff on your hand to keep it from being when it does, when you do get hit, that it's not going to hurt as much. That's it. Why, why would you change it? Like, this is how you, this is how he's going to get paid. He's catch a good game and hit homers. It's not hit 250. Yeah. It's to hit homers, and why would he change it? So, I ain't with him. Well, if the Kansas City Royals are in town, it means that Rex Hudler is in town. Rex Hudler is one of our favorites, and he joins us from the broadcast booth. Hello, Rex. Kevin and Jeff, are you kidding? We got action, man. It's beautiful to be here. It's going to be a fun series. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about the Royals in a minute, but one of the reasons I wanted to have you, well, first of all, anytime's a good time to have you on. Absolutely. But, you know, one of the stories in Toronto has been the impact that Davis Schneider and Spencer Horowitz have had on this team since they've been called up, Davis Schneider in particular. And I mentioned to someone the other day that the last time I remember two guys being called up and having have an impact on the team that I've covered was the 1988 Expos when you and Otis were, Otis Nixon were called up and... It was a team that had, it was just kind of treading water. Uh, frankly, it was dead ass. That's the only way I can describe it. There was a lot of dissatisfaction. It was just, and you and Otis came up, and of course, you know this, you and Otis came up, gave the team a jolt of energy. Um, I think, what, Otis stole 46 bases. You had a run of games where you stole six, you had 16 stolen bases in 29 games. I think you had a you you had a nine game hitting streak in August that got you up to three thirty. Like ultimately, the team finished eighty one and eighty one. But man, that was like you guys basically breathed life into that season. And frankly, both of you breathed life life into your careers. And I I wanted to ask you about that, Rex. When you get 
when you get that chance, what's the key to making the best of it like these other guys have done too? Ah, Kevin, you're bringing back memories. I'm great. Kevin's over there. (laughs) Kevin, sorry. Sorry, look. uh, uh, I'm the good-looking one. Kevin's the one. You you guys are both good-looking. Are you (laughs) kidding? Now, now I'm not exactly sure, Jeff, who you have married, but I see Kevin's wife, and and she she is way over his skis. We we both overclumped. Yeah, we will be that. Exactly. Anyway, so so this is my last chance in 88. I was a 10-year minor leaguer, and this was my last shot. And when I got my call up in Otis Nixon, but before that, the manager, Buck Rogers, in spring training, I had just joined the team, and I didn't play much the year before. I had a stress fracture, so I was injured with the Orioles. And uh, he sends me out. He goes, you can't catch the ball you can't hit only thing you can do is run and you can't steal first base here <laughs> and so that was after just two weeks of big league camp right and so i'm like and I, I was smiling he didn't know i was engaged to be married and he didn't realize that i had a, a great 10 years ahead of me and i didn't either but i believed i did mm-hmm. and i said hey don't fire me just send me to the triple a team to indianapolis and i and i'll see you in two months two months later Otis Nixon and I were playing in, a- in Indianapolis, and we were dealing, and he called us up, and that's exactly what we did. We, we, we just gave him a jolt of energy, but I looked at it as my last shot, and so I was a, I was a, f- a football player mentality-wise as far as that goes. I had good speed, but I, I like to hit people. I like to knock out, you know, double plays. I like to break them up, knock out catchers, mm-hmm. things like that, and so I was even more dangerous because I was 28, and this is my last shot. Now, these guys that are coming up here are similar situations. I read up on them. You know, some of them are, are late bloomers. Some of them are guys that never had the real real uh, wow skills. But it doesn't matter. You come up, you get your shot. Now you're playing for your family, and that, that, that really turns it up to another volume when you get a chance here. And it's not time to be scared. It's time to say, it's my turn to show you what I can do. And not just that. But in the meantime, the, your teammates around you are watching you, and they're watching you succeed, and they can't help but have great feelings and great vibes. That's where the energy comes. And you, it is well needed in a 162-game season, especially down the stretch where the Jays have a chance to make it to the postseason. These guys are invaluable. So I'm so happy to have read that about your team and how they're blending with all your other stars, including our guy, Whit Merrifield. Yeah, they've been carrying the team. I mean, quite frankly, you can say oh, that. David Schneider o- o- has. Offensively, they've been Absolutely. carrying the team. So they ain't just been helping. They've been carrying yeah, the team. You're right. I've been watching them. You know, you get more than two in there. You got three guys. That's that's even more impressive. But just to fill in, you know, with the mentality players have, when a guy, one of your guys go down, and you're like, for the first minute, you're going, oh, no. And then after that minute's up, you're like, okay, who's next guy up? Let's go. We don't have time to sit around here and mope. We got things to do. We got to go. And and that's how, how baseball is. And then when you bring guys, and, and they're not well-known guys, you're going, oh, well, maybe he'll help. Well, how about getting significant contributions? That makes the kid, that elevates his stature for he and his family. It gives him an opportunity by finishing strong this year to get a job next year in the big leagues from start to finish. And, you know, this, uh, uh, Kevin, when you make it uh, the first big league roster opening day, your insurance is covered for a year. So these guys are playing for everything. They're playing for their family. They're playing for money. They're playing for their future in this business. And it pumps me up that you would include me in that conversation. Yeah, you make your adjustments a little bit quicker when it comes to all those things. But let's move on to your team. You know, we, we see the feed here on our TV from our, our studio. And the very first guy we see taking batting practice is Bobby Witt Jr. And the very first thing that I noticed, I saw 
He's 23 years old, as you well know, and his numbers, what are they? I just looked him up here. He's hitting 273 with 28, 85, and 39 stolen bases. But the very th- first thing that I noticed, he took about, I don't know, five or six swings. All five went to right field. He's 23 years old. Now, I tried to remember when I was 23-year-old, I not, obviously never had numbers like this. But I tried to remember if my approach at 23, because I was left-handed, would have been my first five swings, would have been to left field. Is that the difference between him now than when he first came up? Is now he's a big leaguer, and now it's about the everyday process of if I do this, all the numbers that I want to see where they want to be at the end of the year will be there. Kevin, yeah, but we saw this last year. This kid is far advanced mentally, mature, maturity-wise. His baseball family, his high IQ from his dad, brilliant parents, and we've gotten to know them very well. Met the grandparents in Boston. That's where Bobby Witt Sr.'s from. They're great stock, good-looking old people. You know what I mean? They, you're, you're lean. They're not big. They're not fat. They're not laid. You know, they're not blubber hanging out over the seats. These guys, he came from great stock, but his, his, his mentality has been middle of the field with a bat in his hand ever since I saw him. And we saw him in 20 when, when we were doing uh, remote games at Coppin Stadium when that team, when they had those teams out there playing in front of uh, – uh, I mean, in our stadium, and we're broadcasting our team live somewhere else. I, I, I was totally distracted by this kid, Bobby Wood Jr. And I could see him. He stays in the middle of his field with his approach. So that right field swing, Kevin, that's nothing, nothing new for him. But this year, the biggest improvements that we've seen have been on the defensive side. Last year, I thought he played an, a, an adequate shortstop for his first year in the big leagues. His numbers were, were poor, though. His, you know, outs above average, all those new metric numbers that they have. And this year... He turned them all around. He said, I'll show you guys. I'm not ready to don't, don't talk about moving me to center field. I'm going to be your shortstop, and I'm going to be a gold glove shortstop. And he's turned that way around. Plus 14, you know, and, and, and uh, outs above average. Our team is really good with, with outs above average. We're solid. We're in the top two or top three in that category um, with these young guys. And he's, he's Bobby Baseball. He's not Bobby Witt Jr. anymore. He's Bobby Baseball, and that when he graduated to that level is when he hit his, in his first swing. He never had a walk-off. He never had a grand slam. He did that earlier in the year off Duran, a closer that throws 105, and he hit a 102-heater bearing in on his hands for a slam and a walk-off. That's when I had to drop the Bobby Baseball. Nice. Look, we've, we've had enough fans. This guy. And I called my buddy Donnie Baseball, Donnie Magley, my teammate with the Yankees, my buddy. And I said, hey, Donnie, I want to make sure that you're okay with this. I'm going to call I'm gonna call our kid Bobby Baseball are you all right with that he goes HUD I am with you 100% I'm a fan of the kids the kids amazing he's off the charts with everything that's why he's Bobby Baseball he does he runs he hustles every ball he hits the infielders their booty gets tight and then they, they goose the throw it, it, and it pulls him away he's safe he'll rip you off he steals bases he's close to being a 30-30 guy I mean come on what else can you do but sell popcorn in the stands I know that you got to scoot and do some TV I did want to ask you very quickly one question about Whit Merrifield the year that Wits had I know he's a guy that you know very well are you surprised that he's been able to put this year together no I absolutely love him 
Because now, you know, it, it used to be, where's Whitley? I would call him Whitley until I found out only his mother called him Whitley. Okay, so I'd say, where's Whitley? Uh, on a little spoof off of Where's Waldo. You know mm-hmm. the book of Where's Waldo? And, you know, they uh-huh. hide in places. Because he, he played everywhere. And that's the versatility is so valuable to a skipper. But to have his leadership skills and the fact that he knows how to handle the bat uh, and, and he gets on base, he steals, he's a threat. You know, he's a, he's a baseball guy. He's a lot like Junior, you know. So what? A, I'm so happy for him to land in a spot like this. Had some concerns last year if he was going to get a chance to play regularly or not. But, you know, the cream rises to the top. You guys got some really good players here. It's an exciting brand of baseball. I can't wait to feel the energy in this crowd for this weekend series. It's off the charts, and, and I'm not. <laughs> Rex, we, yes, you are, my friend. You are. You are off the charts. Absolutely. We're going to let you go. Get some TV done. Thanks to this, buddy. We'll see you out at You're the yard. You're the best, buddy. Thank Too you. Too bad. I got, I got my makeup on. You guys can't see me. I'm a little prettier. Not much, but a little. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> see you, Rex. See you. Be well. That's Rex Hudler, Royals TV analyst. Hi. I mean, you have to be that way. When, 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 you're, when you're calling games. You know what? Can I tell you something? With a team like that. Can I tell you something? It's, that was Rex as a player when he came up to that Expos team. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. He started he started crying after ooh, he had a very I should have mentioned this. It was like he had just had a he had a great game and he was so cuz this is a guy who was the first round pick of the Yankees. Notre Dame wanted him to be a wide receiver. He was a high school first team high school all-American. Mm-hmm. And um so serious athlete and he'd had a lot of setbacks along the way yeah but uh yeah man i'll tell you when he came up between him and otis nixon it was it was quite a show it was quite a show but yeah i'm not surprised that bobby baseball's got a got a nickname from rex Sadler. uh we mentioned bo bichette is returning to the jays lineup tonight hitting second bo spoke about his return a little earlier with reporters it was during the Baltimore series. I think the last game started to feel it a little bit, um, and it just was getting a little worse every day. Was that connected to the knee stuff before, or were these kind of separate? I mean, it's hard to say, but it is most likely, yeah. Well, what was the threshold you needed to hit that let you know okay, you need to go? Um, honestly, like running a bit out of control in a way. Um, and I feel like I was able to replicate that pretty well, so I'm, I'm, uh, I feel really good. Are you like 100 now, or still sort of playing through some stuff? Or um, no, I mean, I would, I would say, who knows what's going to happen over the next however many games? But I feel great. Well, do you think you'll have to ease back in at all, like day games after night games, or anything like that? Or how do you feel like you're going to be able to manage that early workload? Um, I think initially there might be a little bit of that. Um, I hope it says short as possible um but you know we'll see like we have a little bit of a plan mapped out but i hope that it's uh i hope it's finished by the time texas comes around what do you make of where the team is at collectively right now um you know i'm really encouraged by it i think um it's been really cool to see davis and ernie and spencer come up and uh bring some energy and i think it's been good for all of us to see you know like some guys come up and Really be excited to be a part of this team, and I think it gives all of us a bit more uh, a bit more energy. Not that we needed it, but um, seeing those guys come up and play the way they have is, uh, it, for me personally, it was really cool to watch. Is 
obviously you're just kind of focused on winning. Um, what's the key for this team to start kind of going on a roll and really hitting your guys' best stride, I guess, down the stretch? You know, it's been a full season with a lot of... Uh, a lot of thoughts on that. I think it just comes down to internally if we're going to do it or not. So, I mean, I don't have any key points for you. Um, we just got to do it. Boy, oh boy, the more you hear Bo talk, the more you realize, like, what a, just how, how he is locked in and things. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think Bo wants to be the man. Like yeah, that, he that, does. That, that, the conversations that I've had with him a couple of times, I think <laughs> he is... He understands you got to take the good and the bad. If you want to be the man, you got to answer when it's good and when it's bad. And you've got to be able to stand in front of microphones and give the right answer at the right time. And you don't want to say too much. You don't want to say too little. You want to say just enough. And I think he is starting to figure out by the people he talks to and people that he trusts on how to do that. And you got to give him a lot of credit, right? Uh-huh. But Bo's came a, lot, a long way when it comes to accepting that it's just par for the course. Like, you're going to have to stand in front of the media. Like, you're, and accept it and embrace it and be yourself. And I think he's starting to be that way. How do you think Bo views what Vladdy's going through? Hmm. Well, I, I, I think he, I think he knows why he's going through some of those things. I think physical abilities is just not lined up with mental abilities when it comes to. Okay, this is the approach I want when I walk to the plate. Huh, they're doing something different. Can I adapt and overcome within that at bat without? coming off the tracks. I think from what you've seen, it ain't talent. Like anybody that tells you that don't know what they're talking about. It's not talent. It's just things that within what it takes to be the man in that one at bat. Forget about the at bats after that. It's that one thing, right? When you walk up and you have to be, excuse me, mentally prepared, physically prepared, just mechanically prepared to adjust on the fly, I'm not sure that all three of those things can come together and be there all at one time. And when you have expectations to it and you get off to a slow start and you're trying to do that on the fly, it's not the easiest thing to do. So, yeah, you know, I don't want to speak for Bo because I would never do that. No. But the conversations that I've had and, and around people that are around Vladdy every single day, it's... It's not been the easiest year for Vladdy mentally when it just comes to, look, I know everybody rolls their eyes about how hard he hits the baseball. He does hit it hard. That that will tell you if he can tweak things and the ball would end up where he wants it to end up by just making a little mental, physical, mechanical adjustment. He'll He'll be the Vladdy that everybody wants him to be. Yeah, I just wondered because, uh, you know, I think there's always been kind of this idea that uh, that this was, it wasn't that Bo was second fiddle to Vladdy, but throughout the whole thing, uh, since they've come up, it was when does when does Vladdy get that big contract? You know, when does Vladdy do, get the, the Devers deal or the Tatis 
junior deal or whatever. They were picking it. And I mean, it was always that. And that's because he was the quote unquote top prospect in the game. And it's safe to say, I think, I mean, I think both surpassed him. This is what I'll say. I, I think if you're an organization and you want to keep Vladdy on this team for long periods of time, he needs help when it comes to coaching. He needs a guy who has been there and done it before. That person that goes, this dude got you out this way. Walk up there and look for this. And because you have more talent than anybody else on planet Earth, everything else will take care of itself. He needs that guy. Right now, they don't have that guy. So if you want the best of Vladdy as an organization, in my mind, that part of it, when it comes to the coaching that's around Vladdy all the time, needs to be adjusted. However you want to adjust that, and whoever that name would be, that name for me needs to be somebody who, when he speaks, Vladdy goes, ah, because you got 350 homers in the big leagues, I'll listen to you. I cannot disagree. Time for Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. And this is a whole new Mark Boffo. What's up, guys? Rex got me excited for yeah, this yeah, matchup too. tonight. I'm excited, too. I wanted me to too. put my fist through a wall. Second Rex worst team in excited. baseball, and I'm fired up to watch them. I know. There you go. Well, mm-hmm. we're concentrating on Royals-Jays tonight, obviously. Colin Snyder on the mound for Kansas City. Yusei Kikuchi on the mound for the Blue Jays. We're taking a look at the total. By the way, how many Snyders or Schneiders can you can you handle? in, in Like Colin Snyder, John Schneider, Davis Schneider. We'll find out Am I tonight. Too hard. I haven't, th- haven't thought about that. Okay. Yeah, different spelling, but anyways, we're all good. We'll see what happens. But for the purpose of this, I'm trying to throw Boffo off, and it's not you working. Did it. You notice that? Okay, go ahead. Over under nine runs. Snyder versus Kikuchi. What do you guys think? It, it, Snyder versus Kikuchi is irrelevant. It's Royals versus Jays under. The Blue Jays are 23rd in baseball at hitting home runs at home. They are 25th in runs scored at home. They're at home. <clears throat> what would tell you that anything you've seen from anything they've done in the last, say, 10 games, all of a sudden the light switch is going to go on and they're going to hit a bunch of homers and score a bunch of runs and win games by a bunch of runs? Nothing. I'm taking the under. That, for me, is an easy one. Can't disagree. Can't disagree at all. I hate to agree with you, but... I mean, it doesn't mean that, you you know, know, I know you hate to disagree with me, but, uh, I mean, it's... I do, I love it. play safe. I want it. That was Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Uh, It is the Schneider Power Hour coming up. Davis Schneider. Davis told us a lot. (laughs) He did about the hitting and how he thinks. Davis told us a great deal. It was a great interview. And, uh... John Schneider joins us as well for his weekly hit. And uh, you don't want to miss that because there was a, um, yeah, the, the Vlad, the Vladdy stuff was that he's stepped up. He, uh, he stepped up for Vladdy. John did. Well, look, we've had, we've had to answer the question. Vladdy's yeah. not going to answer the question. Might as well be the manager answering the question instead of us. Uh, do you think, realistically, I, I get the whole energy thing. Guys come up, and yeah, different voices. A clubhouse gets refreshed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
Do you think, though, that there can be any trickle-down effect? Like, you know, guys who've been up grinding in the majors all year, here comes the dude from AAA with a pretty simple approach, a guy who seems to know his swing, a guy who seems to understand what he's all about and what he's got to do. Does that... Can that permeate through a clubhouse or at this stage of the year is it, you know, we are what we are, what we are. I think, I think baseball is very individual. Hmm. You have your individual weaknesses. Pitchers know those khakis know those pitching coaches know those this time of the year. You got to really force yourself to try and lay off of what you can't do well to give that pitcher a chance to throw one down the middle. Like how many times you watch sports center, you know, our channels over and over and see dudes hit homers. Are they normally on good pitches or pitches right down the middle? I gave you the answer. Pitches right down the middle. But you got to let a pitcher throw it down the middle. That, that I think, can be a little contagious. Like, you can have that where he got it. Why can't I get it? I know what my weakness is. I don't like the ball down and away. Try not to swing at that. Give him a chance. We face bad teams for bad teams for a reason because they can't always throw it where they want to throw it. Maybe if I lay off that, I'm, it's okay if I go to two strikes. We're facing a bad team. Maybe with two strikes, they're not very good at it. They'll throw it down the middle. I can hit the ball down the middle. We have got tickets to see the Jays and the Rangers, that big series coming up next week. We've got John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. We've got Davis Schneider. One of the stories of the year so far. I think it's safe to say for the Mm -hmm. Toronto Blue Jays as well. All of that ahead of a 7.07 first pitch from the Rogers Center. The Jays and the Royals. The Royals taking batting practice right now as we speak. We'll get you set for the game, give you lineups, get you caught up on all the news. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and Sportsnet 